Welcome to the ShrinkThink Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Hey, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. Today, we're concluding the last episode here in part two of the Therapy Show podcast takeover with Lisa Mustard, the guest on our show. We hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation we started last time on attachment styles. But I love how you said, check in. Is she okay? She's okay. She's okay. I'm a little bit of a mess, but I'll figure that out. Yeah. And let me just say, even that right there, I, I... I think a lot of people listening might not realize how big of a step that might be Mm -hmm. and how big of a statement that might be if you're a parent. And and especially for you, I got to just give props to you, Lisa, for the work that you did, um, because that's challenging to be a parent, Mm -hmm. to love your kids so much and want the best for them. They're going through something and it's normal, right? They're just, their children are going through whatever they're going through. They're going to be okay when you zoom out, right? But in the moment, it does not feel like they're okay. So you have to kind of develop this like mindset, this awareness that they might not be okay right now, like in this moment, because they're having this tantrum or they're, you know, going through this drama or whatever that's happening, but you're actually okay. You're, you have to believe that they're okay. Yeah. That's actually really challenging to do because that does take some sense of like self-regulation to get there in the first place. Well, and the the other layer to that, um, as we all know with kids is that they do kind of they're like they can be like little barometers for for uh, the the family and for the people around them that they care about Mm -hmm. so if you kind of if if you think something's going on like that where you're like oh i don't know if they're okay and then you think to yourself like okay am i okay right and now the question is are they not okay because i'm not okay is that actually (laughs) what's happening because i think you have to uh, oftentimes take another whole level up like right. I call a 35,000 foot view and look right. at what actually is happening. Do you actually need to even be do- caring about or anxious about whatever you're anxious about? Right. That's a really good point. And I think that I, I notice that when I do that, when I bring it out in my kids, because of the way that I respond and react, isn't the healthiest in the moment. And then I see that reflected back to me from my kids and I'm like, oh no, what have I done? However, my husband will point it out to me faster than I recognize it sometimes, which I am grateful for that because we, you know, uh, he understands me, Um, but he'll be like, you know, you're doing this. You're the one doing this. And I'm like, you're right. I am. So I take responsibility and then I have a talk with them and I say, look, this is what I did. This is how I responded and reacted. I noticed you did that too. This is not healthy for us. Let's figure out a way to be different moving forward. And what's really cool about that is one of my daughters, she'll, she recognizes it and she'll come to me and say something. And I'm just like, okay, something's working. Something's working. We're doing something. I'm doing something right yeah. now. My stuff yeah. is, is there, but it's like, we're working it out. And um, yeah, I mean, parenting is so, 
like you just oh my gosh y'all know it's like can I just ask like how do you even because I think for a lot of people just the fact of like getting that feedback from your husband that's challenging mm -hmm. like how mm -hmm. maybe like and you know something that we do on the shrinking podcast is try not to overlook kind of simple things that I think a lot of people overlook I mean we, that's kind of where the podcast came from to begin with mm -hmm. but when you're like oh yeah my husband said this to me I was like okay let me look at it I'm like wait wait hold on a second how did you not get defensive <laughs> about that because that's hard stuff to hear nobody wants to be like it's you you're causing it Oh, wow. Thank you for telling me that. Oh, it's just because yeah. she knows every single thing her husband says. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Nathan. <laughs> no, I think honestly, I, I think, I don't know. I, I guess he and I have been at this for a while and I respect, you know, I know him. I respect him. He knows me. Um, He's going to be honest with me. And I know that he's, he's not doing it out of like being like, Hey, you know, he's not like wagging his finger and like pointing at me. Like, um, he's really doing it out of love and care. And he knows that my highest value is family focus, family first. Like I, that's my thing. Like I want to be a present healthy mother because I, you know, I want to be a good enough mom. And, um, it's just really, I mean, that's just what I want and who I want to be in this world. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of his feedback. I think I get mad at myself. Like he's right. You know, it's more like, shoot, he got, you know, he's right. Like, Oh, Lisa, you know, you did it again. It's just, he's just holding a mirror up. I mean, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. get defensive. It's the relationship. It's like in therapy, it's the relationship. I can hear it yeah. because I, it's the relationship. Right. He, there's a certain sense about this. And I think in some ways, this is where like some security comes mm -hmm. from. Right. One, you were like, I want to be a good enough mom. Mm -hmm. I learned this when my boys were really little that it's like, you know, I said the same thing, like, oh, I want to be a, you know, this dad that's like, you know, good or really good or good enough or something like that. And I had the realization that it's like, but I'm the only person they call dad. I already am that. <laughs> like, there's nothing I could do that would ever change that, right. you know? And in a certain sense with your husband, you're saying he's he's already believing like you already are a good enough mom because yeah. you're their mom, right. right? And so like that basic, like just who you are, I think is some foundation of security there that has to like trickle in, you know, beyond how you feel and to be like, wait a minute. I may not feel like a good enough mom or a good enough parent right now, but I still am mom or I still am dad. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's okay. So as long mm -hmm. as I'm here and as long as I'm present and I can like overcome certain things, you know, I can make mistakes and correct them or whatever. And as long as I'm still that person, like that's okay. It's okay to make mm -hmm. mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate you saying that, um, you guys are like the, such the, like the nicest validators ever for me. So thank you. <laughs> like yeah. I feel so validated, but I think it's because you got back to the root of he and I have a secure, I have a secure attachment with him. Like it's secure. Now I might have anxious moments at times, but I've worked really hard to be in a secure relationship with him. Um, well, it sounds he, like he's re mm -hmm. he, he very cleanly or obviously respects you, which is, that's the helpful thing when somebody from a secure place is asking an actual question, like a secure, they're just asking a curious question and an anxious person hears that and realizes, oh, you're just asking. You're not, you're not assuming that I right. don't know anything or that, I'm, that I have some problem or that whatever, because that will just spin an anxious person mm -hmm. up. Right. So my, my hunch is he's just a great, you know, like connector guy. Well, and Nathan, maybe you can say just a quick word about co-regulation as well, because there's something about 
what's happening here. I think that probably relates to um, they're co-regulating or he's helping co-regulate. Well, I, well, I, where I was going to go, which kind of can tie that, I guess, in, in a different uh, flavor or whatever has to do with the, like the avoidant, right? So if you have a kiddo that is not with, like they seem distant, um, you, you, you got to ask yourself, like always, like we've been saying, like, okay, what's going on with me, right? But like, you don't know why they won't connect to you or whatever. It could be that you're, you've been giving off a vibe that's like, like the avoidant, you, you have your avoidant attachment, you're kind of giving off the I can't be with you vibe. You know, like, I'm not like, that's the co-regulation part. Like, I'm, I'm avoiding this connection, because I, I don't want to have, um, It'll, it'll be overwhelming or I won't understand it, uh, uh, whatever that happens. I mean, that's kind of more the language behind it. Mm-hmm. But then you've got a kid that's like kind of isolating. So some of the, some of that um, working against that and my like from where I'm coming from would be, okay, let's let me move closer. You know, like what I do, I have, I have a kid, that, a kiddo that kind of does that and I'll realize it when I'm getting kind of, I'll just be getting angry at her. Like I'll be getting irritable. Yeah. I'll be like, cause my, I'm more of an anxious person, but my wife's not, she's more of an avoider. Um, she won't listen to this anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. I don't know if she will, but she, my daughter, one of them takes on more that type of avoidant thing. So I'll realize it when I'm realizing I'm irritable about how far away she is and that she won't talk or she won't share very much. So if I just react to that, um, she's going to stay away. Because I'm going to sound angry and scary to her. So what I've realized is I have to, I have to take a deep breath and I have to slow down and I just have to, I have to calmly be with, I have to, I have to really like be intentionally calm. Get myself to okay. Yeah. Get that regulated part down so that, so that it feels, it's like being soft. Like you're just going to intentionally be softer and that's, it's work because you have to recognize it's happening. Sure. It took me a while to even realize that. And yeah. and that's, we call that co-regulation where if, you know, if you as, if you, whether you're the partner or you're the parent, when you can get yourself to like calm and okay, and kind of in a certain sense, relaxed enough, then um, you can handle or you can tolerate the not okayness of, you know, the partner or of the child, and it's not going to disrupt you, right? You're sort of bringing that secure, like, I'm Okay. And you're sort of almost like conveying to the other person, like you are probably okay too. You can be okay. We're everything's okay here. I know you're anxious or I know you're avoidant, but it's okay. And that might actually help the person to realize, hey, maybe it is okay. That's why I use jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I, you know, I, I was wondering, like, how do you, how do you, how do you become softer to her? You use jokes, I guess. Well, I will. Yeah. I mean, it just totally, you got to read the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've sat with her before and just stared at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, How does that work out? For and then she will look up with her eyes, but keep her, keep her hair over her eyes. Like she pretends that she's not really seeing me. Um, and then, and then that will end up to be being some kind of a joke thing. Right. And then I'll say, well, whatever you do, don't, don't smile mm-hmm. because this is going to get real. It's kind of like you're letting the not okay be not okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, or else I'll start talking about something that's definitely making me, as I've heard a bajillion times, a boomer. Um, mm-hmm. good lord. I don't yeah. I do you get that, Lisa? Do you get yeah. called a boomer? Dude, 
I get called dude. I get bruh. I get, <laughs> I get all the names. Yeah. I don't know. So, boom. Yeah. I think I was like, no, that's your grandmother is the boomer. I am the Jenna. <laughs> that's what I said. And I claim it. And I love to be, you know, I'm get it straight. I'm the Gen Xer. I'm not a boomer. <laughs> yeah. But they, but, and they, that's the whole point. I've been out there yeah. this whole thing. They did a TikTok video on me because they kept, they're like, <gasps> video me, dead. are you a boomer? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, I'm not. I'm Gen X. And they're like, <laughs> you're such a boomer. And the answer you give is just a loss. You're just, accepted. oh, you're such a boomer. You're not a Gen right. Got 800 likes in four minutes. <laughs> Some stupid That's thing. Awesome. Can you can you send us the link so that we can also like? It? I am not on TikTok, but I want to get on there just to see that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what about you, Aaron? I'm like, how is it for you? Yeah. No. The same... Let us in. Let us in. Let us. Yeah. In. I, I mean, as you're talking about like having an avoider, I think the same thing. I think um, I I learned several years ago that like I'm a more like emotional person. I'm a, and I'm very I'm very connected. Like I I like to be connected. I like to be like to know details about things. Um, and it's not that like I'm invasive or intrusive. It's just, I genuinely care. Cause I want to be like, Oh, so it was like this. So I can kind of imagine it. Like I was there. Mm-hmm. And for my oldest, he is, I would say more of an avoidant. We've talked about the Enneagram before. I think he's probably an Enneagram five. So he, and more of an introvert. So um, he tends to be kind of more independent. Um, I think it's a, is that a withdrawn stance anyway? And so that's, that was tricky for me because like, I'm wanting to connect and he's just sort of, to me, like aloof, but it's kind of like, you know, what you're saying with your daughter, it's like, she just doesn't care. And I'm like, but I want you to care. You know, my anxious is like, you know, projecting all these things. And I had to realize, oh, that's my own stuff. And every time I do that, he like would pull away. And so I had to like, oh yeah, that's me, right? This is me that's doing this. And when I'm more calm, he would connect in some of these, um, to me, different kinds of ways that are not my preference, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still connections. And if I were to ask him, he'd be like, yeah, that was great. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> right like no what are you that, talking about? that was <laughs> like, <laughs> like that piece of bread with no, nothing on it it was like yeah that was good and I'm like that was so dry <laughs> you know right um but so that's like but I have to realize that not everybody connects the way I do or has that same feeling of attachment and so that awareness of here's how I can come across um and here's what I want and what I need and in a lot of ways I think I just had to learn to give myself a lot of reassurance Mm-hmm. Um, I can't put that on other people as a job or an expectation or an obligation because they'll feel that. Right. And then it's like, oh, you it's not just like, hey, let's go hang out and let's connect. It's like, hey, Nathan, you need to tell me something that I need right now. Make me feel better. I mean, it's not that extreme, but it's kind of like that's how it feels to the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being aware of that and like working through, like giving myself some of that reassurance and getting myself, you know, to that regulated place all the time. It, you know, a lot of this is all about nervous system regulation, yeah. honestly. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of like my process of like, I guess learn. And, and that's the challenge. He's my most challenging one because he's just so opposite of me. Um, But in a lot of ways, uh, that challenge has helped me to see a lot of things about myself that I wouldn't have seen otherwise, that I've needed to see to be a better person. And I'm just really grateful for that. So the work is, you know, it's always good to try to grow and to learn things about yourself. And it's hard. Yeah, it's it's challenging. There have been many times 
Hello, what are you Ooh, doing there? Sorry. Nothing. There have been many times when um when uh I just something will happen and I just I gotta get like encouragement from other people, you know, like hey, this happened, does this happen to you or whatever? Um, and then they're like, Yeah, yeah, that happened. My kids are like this. I'm like, okay, it's normal. Like, I'm okay. Well, I'm still okay. You know, even things though things aren't exactly where I would like them to be. And these are just teenage years. I just try to remind myself too, like I was a teenager once as well. Right. Um, actually, my parents will remind me, like, oh yeah, you were a teenager, you did these things. I'm like, do you have to remind me? You know, <laughs> um, but it's helpful. It's like, oh yeah, I went through those kinds of things as well, and it will be okay. Right. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for for letting us in on that. I um I think so many people go through this daily, hourly, you know, sometimes it's minute by minute when you're parenting and you're trying to do the right thing, but also be a parent and, you know, set boundaries and it's tough. I mean, it's it's it, it can be really exhausting some days. Um what do you do for self-care like when you have a day like that where you're just like, "Oh." <laughs> well, one thing I <laughs> I thought of this practical thing while you were talking about that, Aaron, before I say the self-care or answer for me as you for with a teenager, you will know if you are bleeding your attachment style when they say, I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) That's so good. That is so good. Okay. This is probably not you. It's probably me. I just want you to oh. <laughs> I just thought like That's so awesome. Because that we, happened we, to me. Yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking like we can be kind of as therapists, we can be like, it's just great knowing yourself and connecting. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, this person's like, this is what my kid just said. Anyway. So um yeah, so my self-care thing would be I walk. I will go on walks um, and I walk and pray actually is what I do. Um, and then also I will try to get out of my head and listen to, to listen to a podcast. Maybe, maybe depends. Um, and tr- I try sometimes that for me, that's avoidant though. Like if I, so I, it's hard because I'll want to do that, which is more of a dissociative type of thing. So then I have to kind of check myself and go, okay, you just need I do parts work, IFS, uh, internal family system stuff with myself a lot, where I'll, that's also what I'll do on walks. Um, that's if I'm, if I've got, a, I feel like really detached and I have, I'm not connected to myself anymore. I got to figure that out. And that will usually calm me down. It usually takes over an hour, to be honest, um, to, if I have something really going on, but mm-hmm. yeah, kind of similarly, um, for me, it's like, I got to get back into my body. Like if I'm in my head too much. Um, get grounded in my body so doing something like moving my body like I lift weights um, so doing something that you know also like there's a certain intensity of that for me Um, like when I have this emotional charge I need to like release it in some way and so like lifting weights or doing something where I'm exerting myself pretty hard um, is usually really good for me Um, listening to music is also really helpful, really just kind of detaching from the situation for a little bit. Um, so I can get a fresh perspective and then honestly, just talking to other people. And I mentioned like that, Mm -hmm. just getting a perspective from other people. That's a reminder of like, Oh yeah, this is like, this is normal. This is like, you know, my kid just like Lisa, when you were like, Oh yeah, my kid just said that it's kind of like, I'm not the only one. It's kind of like that. I need that in those moments that kind of helps ground me as well. What about you? Mm, I was, you know, we all were talking, I was trying to think, okay, well, what do I do when I have a moment like that? Um, 
when you, so I want to get back to what Nathan said about like, you know, it's your stuff when your kid says like, I just don't know what you want for me. And that's always like, you just hit the nail on the head for me. When I get that response from my, my kids, I'm like, okay, you know, she's right. I don't know what I want. I don't, I don't know where I am and all this. I have to go and calm myself down. And I'm the kind of person, like, I don't want things to drag out for too long. So I will, you know, if, if it's I'm home and I'm with them, I go outside, I kind of, you know, do some deep breathing, kind of collect my thoughts, probably doing parts work. Don't realize I'm doing it. Um, I'm, I'm learning more about IFS actually. So, um, I think that's what I've been doing without knowing that I've been doing it. So I'm like trying to tap into like, what just happened? Where, where, what, what do I own and all that? Like, where did my stuff come up? And so I don't necessarily try to avoid it. I think I try to figure it out. Um, and then own it and then decide, okay, what do I want to do with this now? So I usually will have a conversation with whoever it is and just say, look, this is what happened. And this is why it happened. I don't give, but so much detail, but I do let my kids know, like, look, when I was your age, I didn't have this, like, I didn't have two parents at home who, you know, were in a healthy relationship. I was at home. I'm a Gen Xer. I came home. I let myself in. Yes. I watched hours of cartoons after school specials. Like I was on my own. I had to figure this out and I probably didn't, you know, I just did the best I could. And so now as a, as your mom, like my stuff starts, will bubble up sometimes. And I, I have these expectations of how I should be and what I think should happen. But clearly you're your own person and you have opinions, which are valid. Sometimes they aren't rational. <laughs> they don't make a lot of sense, but you know, I, you, and, and this is where your ownership comes in. I think let's talk about it so we can have a conversation. I think that's, I just don't want it to go too long because I don't want it to become, um, a wedge. I don't want things to get swept under the rug because I grew up with that. So for right. me, it's all about like, we don't have to hash it out right now. Let's take some time and let's, you know, understand what, what, where we own what's going on. And I think my daughter, she, we was in the car last night and she was like, we were talking about her, uh, something on the way back from the volleyball game. And I said, well, you know, and she goes, I know, I know it's, I'm, I could be a therapist at this point. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> so it's just funny to me that it's like, I think she loves it and hates it at the same time that I'm so like self-aware that it's like too much for her at times where she's like, okay, just keep it to yourself. Like, I don't need to know, but so much, and she's right. She doesn't. And I don't tell them everything. Of course, I'm not like an oversharer. It's just really important to me that my kids are healthy of mind and have, you know, I just don't want them. I'm trying really hard not to mess them up, but maybe in the meantime I am because I'm just too into it. So I don't know. I, I, I battle that too sometimes. Well, and, you know, I think there's something to be said for um, self-awareness. I think that's one, like, cr I think it's a, a critical trait um, that if you can teach your kids, if we can teach each other and have this for ourselves, just to be aware of yourself, you know, you, you're going to make mistakes. Your kids are going to make mistakes. They're going to be whatever they're going to be. We as parents are going to do that as well. But to be aware of that and the impact on other people, eventually to be able to aware, you know, if there are kids mm -hmm. to be aware of their impact just that self-awareness itself is like the foundation for any kind of growth, I think, beyond that. Because um, as Les Parrott said um, in my undergrad, he I went to undergrad and he said this in one of the classes, I think he even said this on our podcast, um, but awareness is curative. If yeah. you don't know what's going on, you can't see it and you can't do anything about it. But just bringing some of that awareness that you have to your children, if that's all you're doing, it's just like, hey, guys, I just want you to see this. And I want you to know this about yourselves, or I want you to know this about me. 
if we're seeing all that stuff, then something can happen from there. At least we can have a better understanding of what's going on and put it like put it in some context, even if we have some negative feelings about it now, later on, when the kids grow up, they'll have a better sense of like, oh, yeah. I can see what mom was doing. So um, yeah. anyway, I just want to make some just kind of, you know, as we round, round the corner for a home here in this episode, just some encouragement that uh, I've said this before, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's okay for us as parents, um, us as people to be people. We're all in process. It's not about, you know, arriving somewhere or being something perfect or you know, good enough. What is it? I saw somebody said that like being real is the new perfect. Like, I love that. Yes. Oh, I was at first, I was like, where are you going with this? But yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) I like that. And and remember that, uh, oversharing is, is of your awareness is anxiety provoking. So Mm -hmm. that's why we don't, that's why we don't do that. It freaks Mm -hmm. people out. Well, freaks children out because what you're telling them essentially is I can't be your parent. I have actually no idea what I'm doing. Right. I'm I'm not okay. Right. I am not yeah. remotely okay. And I yeah. need you to be okay. And you should not trust me whatsoever. Right. No, I don't do that. I don't I don't do that. <laughs> no, I I don't. I yeah, know. yeah. I don't want people to think I'm like this crazy mom out there that's like <laughs> and my kids are like traumatized by, you know, it's just it, it yeah. But I mean I, I can I can overshare probably with them. But I I but I've gotten I know what I'm it's like, no, I know developmentally mm-hmm. they're not they don't need all that. Like I get that. I'm not and right. I know personality, their personalities. I know which one, you know, is more interested in it and which one could care less. And mm-hmm. it, if it's even something we need to, you know, kick down the, kick down the road, I and, guess. And I was sharing that because I wanted, I wanted to kind of highlight why you are not oversharing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is why I don't do that. Right. I freak my kids out. Yeah, yeah. And even knowing the difference between your kids and the personality or like what they can sort of handle is really helpful. Right. Cause oversharing for one might just be like saying one little comment and they're like, ah, I'm like, that's not oversharing. Like, you know, anyway. They'll just go, hey, boomer. Right. <laughs> enough, right. Boomer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lisa, this has been great. Thanks for um, spending some time with us, for um, letting us take over your show and for taking over our show and just having a bunch of laughs and sharing yourself with us. It, it's always a great time with you. You are the real deal. You're legit. And um, this is why people should listen to you and people should follow you. So um, if you are not familiar with Lisa Mustard and the therapy show, um, go check her out. Um, Lisa, where can people find you um, online and on social sure. media? Yeah. So my website is lisamustard.com and you can find me also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook here and there, LinkedIn, all those places. You can listen to my show, um, the therapy show with Lisa Mustard on all the podcast apps. I'm guessing that exist at this point. But thank you so much for having me. And, you know, for my listeners, I love hanging out with you guys because, and I love listening to your show because you just give such solid, solid advice and wisdom on what it's like to be a therapist, what it's like to go to counseling, what that relationship is all about. Um, I really enjoy your take on things and your perspective and the humor that you bring to our field because you just, you just lighten it up and make it fun and make me, you know, excited to be in this work still. So thank you. Thanks for being here. So how do my listeners um, get more shrink think in their lives? Well, one thing I guess I would say is um, for those therapists out there, um, go to shrinkthink.com. We have uh, different materials to help orient your clients to your practice. I give like one little example would be our, we have a couples um, counseling module. And what that does is it prepares couples to come in to see you. So 
it helps them to understand up front before they even walk in the door that it is not individual counseling times two. Mm -hmm. And there's also, we also explain different things like when it's contraindicated, like when you probably are not ready for couples counseling. And, you know, so as a therapist, you don't get the people in there that you're sitting there going, okay, we're actually not going to be able to do this because there's domestic violence or something. Mm -hmm. So shrinkthink.com for that. I don't know what you would want to say. Yeah, um, our podcast, we're on all the major podcast apps as well. Um, The Shrinkthink podcast is what we're called um, at shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast. Um, You can check us out there. We have a um, a free email course if you want to hop on that, um, which is basically about tackling some of your own fear and insecurity and anxiety. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, at, I think it's at shrink.think is um, where we are there. Uh, we're also on, I think we got on LinkedIn as well. So yeah, we're, we're public, we're out there. Um, we try to put, we're on YouTube now as well. So if we are on any of the um, podcast apps, we put our YouTube link in there so you can watch these episodes um, and see these shiny teeth he only wants to show his teeth so you get right. sh- did you, you just get him whitened or something no not at oh. all <laughs> just be okay. ridiculous do you have your hat on do you have a shrink think hat i i know it's hanging up over there i don't today oh, but um okay. we will be at this conference in uh about a month or so and we'll have lots of swag so we'll probably come back and be wearing lots of shrink think stuff for, for the next several months yeah so which conference is that is that the wise practice that's the one. Okay. Yep. Are you going to be yep. there? I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't committed. I want to come. It's in Savannah, Georgia, which I absolutely love. And then you is. guys, are you both, are you both going to be there? We're yeah. going to be there. Yep. Yep. Oh, I don't know. We are sponsors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and I know the Sightcraft Network, I believe is a sponsor too. So I think yep. Gordon's going to be there. If you Gordon's guys listen to Gordon. Yeah. Um, I think Daniel might be there. He's going to be there. Daniel Fava. Who else might be there? Yep. Anybody else? Any other? Yeah, Uriah, Ernesto, Uriah okay. Guilford, Ernesto Segismundo. Mm-hmm. They're in London right now, I think. Yep. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So those are all the the pals. Everybody's that... gonna be there, Lisa. You gotta come join oh, us. Yeah, all the cool time. kids are gonna be there. Or just feel left out, even though you just recorded six episodes with us right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's really not that far away, so I don't know what I'm holding back on. I think it's just more like volleyball season is upon us, and I'm telling you, I don't have much of a life. Um, but I will definitely check my schedule, my schedule, and um, would love to be there. And I, hopefully, we can do another one of these takeover episodes down the down the road. This was really fun. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, thank you again. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.